Hello and welcome back to uh, Small Screen Stories. This is the show where I go over all the news in the world of entertainment and pop culture, specifically movies and TV shows. Sometimes I do do the occasional comic book and uh, and sometimes, very, very occasionally, we, we cover video games as well. Uh, I'm Edward Lauder, I'm the editor of Small Screen and there's so much stuff to get into but before I get into all of that uh, I'd just love to say that if you can subscribe it'd be wonderful, if you could also follow us on social media, that's at Small Screen Co everyone on social, on social media, that'd be great also uh, to keep up to date with all the news that we come out there, if you come out with sorry, and if you also want to go to the site that's at small-screen.co.uk uh, you can follow me at EJ Lauder and if you also would rather listen to this as a podcast, you can you can find that wherever you get your podcast at small screen stories if you're listening on apple podcasts five stars would be wonderful right now that i've got all that stuff out the way let's get straight into the news of the day and uh, because it's i said there's a lot there's a lot of stuff to get into and there is but it's mainly going to be me kind of commenting on certain things that are happening in the industry Uh, it's actually been quite a slow news day so there i think there are only like seven stories i'm going to go over today so it's going to be a relatively short show as well Uh, but the very first thing i want to get into is the news that tom holland and timothy chalamet are reportedly being considered for a willy wonka prequel movie so this is coming from collider so collider actually revealed this so Collider is a, a website that I think is very reputable. The stuff they tend to come out come come out with tends to be true. Um, actually, more well, I don't think they've ever published anything. Maybe they have. Maybe um, Jeff Snyder over there has has published some things that have, hasn't about to be quite uh, quite right. But they tend to be uh, very accurate in their reporting, and they are reporting that uh, not only that uh, Tom Tom Holland and Timothy Chalamet are both being considered for the role of Willy Wonka in this <laughs> supposed Willy Wonka, well, not supposed, it is happening, this Willy Wonka prequel movie, but also that they've, they've got a, a release date for it, which is the March 17th, 2023. So it's actually not that far off. Apparently, they're actively seeking a recognizable start in the mid-20s range. Now, if you're going to start talking about like who could play Willy Wonka, Timothy Shellam is a good a good shout for the role. Tom Holland, I suppose, is like you're kind of looking at Tom Holland, which is more kind of I suppose Gene Hackman style, and then uh, Timothy Shellam is more in the vein of um, of Johnny Depp's version of the character. Now, I want to say that I am a huge fan of the original, so the first, so that's Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, movie with Gene Wilder which was made in 1971 or came out in 1971 it is as far as I'm concerned a near perfect film I think that film is wonderful it's one of my favorite films of all time Uh, I thought that Tim Burton's um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was fine it it wasn't my favorite movie of his Uh, it's probably nearer the lower like ends of his films and there are some films that he's made that really aren't that good Uh, but <clears throat> I could see what they were trying to go with that, with, what they were going with with that film, or going for with that film. Um, they were kind of giving it a bit of more Johnny, um, uh, not Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp played the role almost as if he was playing uh, Michael Jackson, uh, which was weird, but it kind of made sense. But again, I didn't think the movie was that good, and also the film's more, <coughs> excuse me, more of a kind of continuation of the Willy Wonka saga rather than. The original Willy. I mean, there are bits. There are bits of that as well, but it kind of goes more into kind of glass elevator territory rather than just a straight adaptation of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, I do not think for a second that Warner Brothers needs to do this. Uh, this is why this whole thing is: do we need a Willy Wonka 
uh, movie. I don't think we need a really, really, uh, a Willy Wonka prequel at all. Excuse me whilst I, I drink something because. <coughs> so, as far as I'm concerned, this film does not need to be made. Uh, why are they making it? Well, obviously they've got the rights and they want to make something and they think this is an easy kind of an easy thing to do. I don't think either actor, either Tom Holland or Timothée Chalamet should attach themselves to this project. I'm pretty sure they will end up doing so. I'm, I, I, I could see them, I could see, you know, money does talk, so I could see them offering either actor a lot of money to do this. I think Timothée Chalamet would be right for the role, better than Tom Holland's, but I don't think he'd take it. Uh, I think Tom Holland might take it because he seems to be taking everything he can get at the moment. Uh, I think both are very, very talented actors. Personally, I think Timothée Chalamet is in a different league to Tom Holland. Uh, I think he's he seems to be very cautious about the roles he takes. You know, he was in Call Me By Your Name. He was in Little Women. He was brilliant. In, he's been brilliant in everything he's been in so far. He's, of course, going to be playing Paul in June, so the lead character in that. So, And that's of being made by Warner Brothers. So there is that relationship already there between the two that's been established between the studio and the actor. So maybe he would be convinced by someone at the studio to do this film that saying that it would be a good, good thing to do for his career. Personally, I don't think it would be. Uh, I think this film will tank. Um, I think it's unnecessary. Uh, I think we've done Willy Wonka to death, you know, and and um, two two kind of films like that is kind of enough, especially when the Gene Wilder version is so iconic. Um, I don't think you really need to be kind of going into prequel stuff either. I think who wants a Willy Wonka origins film? Part of the the allure of that character uh, it was that he was so mysterious. You know, there was really nothing that we knew about him before. And that's one of the mistakes, I think, that Tim Burton's uh, movie did. It tried to give us a backstory to, to Willy Wonka, which I really, really don't think we need. You know, often um, often characters are meant to be mysterious for a reason. It's because that's what makes us attracted to them. That, that's what makes them so interesting is that they are so mysterious. And often when you try to give that character an origin story it ends up falling flat because it's not what we want. You know, ultimately, I suppose we don't really know what we want either, but I'm pretty sure there are many people out there that will be more than happy to see a Willy Wonka prequel film. A Willy Wonka prequel film, sorry. But uh, it's just something that <coughs> I've never really I've never really thought would be that interesting. Uh, well, I heard them talking about making a, a, a Willy Wonka prequel film and I was like, I really hope this doesn't get made. Well, it looks like they are making it which is a shame, but let me know what you guys think about that in the comments below. That was my kind of ranty bit of the show. Now that's over. Now we can go on to the next bit of news, which is according to Daniel Rickman, uh, Chris Evans is in, reportedly in talks to return as Captain America in three MCU projects. So the original news came from Deadline that um, Chris, Pratt, uh, Chris Pratt, sorry, Chris Evans was returning as Captain America. They didn't specify in what form, whether he'd be Captain America as we knew him before, a younger potentially version of Captain America, or Old Man Cap, which is the last time we saw him in Avengers Endgame, was as Old Man Cap. Uh, I personally hope, well, I was really hoping he wouldn't come back, but it's kind of inevitable, I suppose, because, you know, Chris Evans is one of the big draws and Captain America is still one of the big draws of the MCU. So they're not quite done with that character, it seems. Personally, 
I would have liked to have just seen them end it with the way they ended it in Endgame, which I think was actually a perfect ending for the character, him giving the the shield to um to who did he get? It was Ant- he gave it to Anthony Mackie. And I, I thought that was a really, really good way to end that yeah, that, that whole that 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 whole thing, that his his story, his arc. So it looks like they're going to be exploring it further. There have been rumors that he's going to be in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm, I don't think that's true. I, I think we haven't heard any reports of him being on set, um, of uh, Chris Evans being on set. So it sounds like sounds like that's not. Ha- I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think it, it'll probably be like in a Disney Plus series and also in a movie if that's happening, if it's three projects. But let me know what you guys think about that in the comments below. Right, moving on, and moving on to Daredevil. So it's being rumored that um, the dead, we we already know that Charlie Cox is coming back as Daredevil. So it was reported that uh, he'd finished filming his scenes on Spider-Man 3, which was which was great news. Uh, then we kind of started wondering, well, what sort of um, Daredevil are we getting? Are we getting the same character that we saw in the Marvel Netflix series? Well, according to Daniel Rickman, no, it's going to be a mostly rebooted version of the character is what he said. Um, this to me, I kind of get it and I also don't get it because the, the version that we got in, in the Marvel, in the Netflix Marvel TV shows was basically the perfect version of Daredevil as far as I'm concerned. That's why they wanted Charlie Cox to come back. So what I'm thinking is it's more they're just not going to reference the Marvel TV shows um, you know, that, that were on Netflix. I think that's what they're going to do. I think they're just going to completely ignore those and just have him play Matt Murdock, a.k.a. Daredevil, and it'll basically be the same character. Daniel Rickman's saying something different. So again, he is someone that releases a lot of these scoops, so I would kind of take what he's saying with a slight pinch of salt there because he's probably right in the sense that they're just, it's going to be a rebooted version of the of the character in the sense that it's they're just not going to reference the previous shows that he was in which is fine because Kevin Feige wasn't a fan of those shows it sounds to me like he was a fan of the casting and a fan of the the characters and the way they were played by those actors which is why they're bringing those actors back but as far as the story is concerned and how those shows were done I don't think he was a fan and also I think there are there are difficulties between Jeff Loeb who was the one that was in charge of those TV shows and Feige they they did not get on and uh, he Jeff Loeb was very much the the show not really the showrunner but the one that was in charge of those of the of the marvel netflix tv shows so it looks to me as though we're going to get charlie cox back as daredevil he's going to be playing daredevil in the same way he plays him in the netflix shows but they're just not going to reference those netflix shows that to me seems like the most logical way to move forward um because he's great as Daredevil. We already know he's great as Daredevil. We, we, you know, you can say the same thing about John Bernthal as the Punisher, uh, even, well, not even, but um, Kristen Ritter as Jessica Jones. Um, and uh, well, I think Michael Coulter is a really good Luke Cage as far as uh, Finn Jones is concerned as, as, as uh, Iron Fist. I think maybe they could recast Finn Jones, but we're just going to have to wait and see. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they're going to use those two characters moving forward, to be honest. Uh, well, they will use them, but just not not in the immediate future. 
So what do you think about that? What, do you like the idea of Daredevil returning? It seems as though it's happening. It seems as though Charlie Cox is coming to the MCU. Uh, do you like the idea of it being a rebooted version? Or do you think, like me, it's going to be the same version of the character, just they're not going to reference the previous Marvel Netflix TV shows? Let me know in the comments below. Right, moving on. And we're going to start talking about... Um, sorry, TV shows. So one of one of my favorite TV shows that's, well, been released, or was literally released a couple of days ago, is a French TV show called Lupin. So that stars Omar Sy as uh, Hassan. So basically, the premise of the show is that Hassan's father was, um, uh, so I was, uh, just want to get the right names. Yeah. So Assan's father was um, was framed for a robbery that he did not commit. And um, then he ended up um, taking his own life in prison. And Assan has spent most basically before he, he his father died, he gave him a book called Arsène Lupin, The Gentleman Burglar, which is a very famous French book, a bit like I, I, I do kind of say it's a lot. It's kind of a mixture of Sherlock Holmes and Robin Hood. Uh, it's a really, really good book. If you could pick it up, it's a, it's a classic in France. And uh, there are lots and lots of books in the series. And basically, he takes on that, that the idea of, of Arsène Lupin and kind of becomes a modern-day version of that kind of gentleman burglar, the thief. The, 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 the the thief and he pulls off a lot of heists in the show and the heists are great they're, I think they're better some of the best heists I've seen now some of them there are some plot holes and you think well that might not work but you kind of got to go with it and anyway it's been really really popular this show so not just in France so it's been a number one in you know the Netflix top 10 in France for ever since it was released but it's also been in the top 10 in America it's been in the top 10 now I just want to see so it's all over Europe it's been number one in places like Brazil, Vietnam, Argentina, Germany, Italy, Spain, Poland, the Netherlands, the Philippines, Sweden, and just so many other countries. And it's in the top 10, as I said, in the US. So it's it's really, really taken the world by storm. So Netflix is very good at producing these sorts of international TV shows that do well, not like, not just in their, in the countries they're from, like in Lupin's case, France, or Money Heist's case, Spain. But they do really well all over all over the world. Now it seems as though most of those shows that do well tend to be heist TV shows, so like Money Heist and Lupin are kind of in that bracket. But they re they revealed that um, Lupin season two or part two, so the next five episodes, they're going to be released later this year. So this is actually um, I was in contact with someone at Netflix in France, and they said that yes, this is happening. And it was also revealed by I think it was Games Radar that this is happening as well. So they weren't able to give me an official date, uh, but it seems as though it'll be coming in the summer time, so the mi middle of the year, not the end of the year. I've actually heard that they've already shot these five episodes, that they're already ready to go. They're just editing them. So basically the way they've released it, it was it was initially going to be a 10-episode um, season, and they ended up splitting it into two parts, which they're doing a lot now. So two parts, five episodes each, and that those the later five episodes have already been shot. Um, that's what I'm I'm being led to believe. Now, I don't know if that's actually the case, if they have to shoot them, but then we're currently in lockdown here in France, so it's going to be really difficult to shoot those scenes. I think Omar Sy actually as well has been kind of saying that there's more to come and they shot more. So it looks like they've shot a, um, uh, the, the, the next the subsequent five episodes. So those episodes will then be released later on in the year because they want to keep this thing going. You know, it's only, it's only five episodes long. So 
It really does end on a cliffhanger as well. Um, if you've watched the show, you'll know what I'm talking about. But uh, so, yeah, I just love, love, love this show. It's now, um, it's basically uh, Netflix's second biggest hit ever. So it's, you know, this year it's just been hit after hit after hit with Netflix. So it started off with The Queen's Gambit, which uh, ended up with 62 million households watching it in the first 28 days, which is how they kind of do these things. Then again, a watch for Netflix, I believe, only consists of two minutes. So if you watch something for two minutes, they they consider that as a watch, as a, as a view. Um, which is a bit of a, you know, a fudge as far as I'm concerned, but that's how they do things. Then Bridgerton came in at 63 million, so that overtook um, The Queen's Gambit. And now it looks like Lupin's on course to do 70, to be watched by over 70 million households in its first 28 days, which is ludicrous. That's just behind The Witcher. I think The Witcher was at 74 million. So it basically means that Lupin's leapfrogged everything uh, and is now like one of the biggest Netflix. This is the original show, so not you know that they, 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 they re- reveal these um, these numbers for original shows, not other shows. So I'm pretty sure other shows on 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 the streaming uh, service will be watched more. Incidentally, I think they've lost over a billion minutes of content now uh, recently. After there was a whole, I think the Office, the uh, the US version of the Office was taken off. So. Netflix is in a weird place at the moment, so they actually really need more shows like this. It, that what's been good about the programming on Netflix is that their original content's been doing well, and they've really been bo- boasting about that. You know, they've been saying, you know, we've got this. Also, they've I think they've now gone over two hundred million subscribers, which is good for them. But the problem they seem to be having is that they don't want to be releasing or um, sorry, licensing content as much. They want to be more like Disney Plus in, in the sense of having as much of much original content as they can have, because in the long run, that's actually cheaper because Netflix spends most of its money um, licensing things. So, you know, uh, so everywhere in Europe, I think Friends is on Netflix, which is a huge, huge drain financially because it's a lot of money for them to license that show. It's the same with the movies and other TV shows like The Office. One of the reasons why they stopped, uh, they, they, they aren't showing The Office anymore on Netflix is because it was just too expensive. It was too expensive for them to have that show on. But the problem is that most of the content viewed on Netflix is actually aren't the originals. It's actually the other stuff, the stuff that they do license. So they're looking to make more shows like Lupin, like Bridgerton, like The Queen's Gambit, that really get people talking, and they really do push them hard on on the streaming service, which is normal. It's you know they're their original, it's the the original content, but they're also starting to make more uh, more movies as well. There was that whole um, preview they did of all the films that are coming out on Netflix in 2021. About I think it's one film every week one new film every week in um, in 2021, which is massive. That's a lot of, <laughs> of movie to watch. Uh, you know, they won't all be winners, but there are some on that list that are really, really good. Of course, I think one of the biggest ones to come out this year will be um, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead, which is coming out, I think, middle of the year. Um, maybe, toward, maybe more towards the end, towards like, the onset of winter. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Netflix, Lup- well, all this to say is that Lupin is doing really well for Netflix. Season two is coming. It will be released in 2021, uh, maybe summertime 2021. And it's the second most watched uh, Netflix original TV show. So it's done really well. It's great for the, for French programming because I, I revealed to you guys yesterday that La Révolution's season two isn't happening. It's been cancelled. 
<coughs> which is a shame because I think that's actually quite a decent show as well. But at least Lupin's done well. Right, moving on. Uh, moving on to Liam Neeson. So Liam Neeson's actually revealed that he'd love to play Qui-Gon Jinn in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. So he actually revealed this in an interview with Collider, um, which was fun. Uh, so Collider were basically uh, teasing him a bit, I think, if, I, if you read it correctly. So uh, he was asked in the interview whether Star Wars is starting to fade away from the cinema landscape. Um, sorry, Neeson asked Collider whether Star Wars decided to fade away from the cinema landscape and then he was told that it wasn't, that they, they told him about the projects that Lucasfilm had lined up, so the likes of the movies that are coming out and the TV shows. One in particular was the Obi-Wan Kenobi TV show that's coming to Disney Plus and that's going to see Ewan McGregor come back and Hayden Christensen return as uh, Kenobi and Darth Vader respectively. And then Collider asked him whether he would like to appear in a flashback in the Kenobi show as Qui-Gon Jinn. And apparently Liam Neeson uh, smiled and answered, sure, I'd be up for that, yeah. So, yeah, seems as though he'd like to come back as, <laughs> as Qui-Gon Jinn, which, you know what, I would love to see. Uh, the thing is, though, I was thinking about it, like, I'd, he's not coming back in that, in the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. I'm pretty sure that's not happening because a, it wouldn't really make... I, I mean, maybe it would make sense to see him turn up as, like, a Force ghost or in a flashback sequence but then it might be difficult to de-age everybody that'd be expensive the fact of the matter is i don't know what's happening i have been asking around but i don't know uh, no one else seems to be reporting that qui-gon jinn is 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 returning so we'll just have to wait and see that that's the uh the, <laughs> the bottom line uh but let me know what you guys think about all of that in the comments below Right, the, uh, the final bit of news uh, I'm going to go over, which I actually forgot to get to earlier, is actually about Batman Beyond. So it's kind of a um, movie, TV show kind of crossover here. But the Batman Beyond creator, who's Paul Dini, who created the likes of the, uh, the Batman animated series, as well, Batman the animated series as well, and a lot of the animated stuff over at DC Animation, he was talking to Sci-Fi Wire, and they were talking about Michael Keaton playing an older Bruce Wayne. So he is coming back, Michael Keaton is coming back as Batman in the Flash movie. But we've also, we've reported that he's actually been in talks and actually signed on to play uh, Bruce Wayne in a Batman Beyond live action project. Um, we've been told various things, whether it's kind of some people, some sources have told us that it's a movie, other sources have told us no, that it's a series. So I'm still kind of trying to figure all that out for you. But um, it's at the moment, it seems to be a movie. At the moment, that's the last thing I've heard. But that might change. But again, these things do change. As, as it stands, the project apparently is, 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 is reportedly going to be a film and one of those you know, two films a year that's being brought to um, HBO Max, as Walter Hamada said. Anyway, here's what Paul Dini said in the interview. He said, honestly, I think uh, the idea of Michael Keaton doing it is cool. Honestly, he looks a little too good. I know he's probably in his mid-60s now, but he looks pretty damn good for being over 60. I like my old Bruce Wayne to be, like, really old, but who knows? It would certainly still work. He looks like he could kick most guys' asses. So I looked into this. Uh, Michael Keaton's actually 70, uh, so he looks really good for his age. Um, I'll just check that, actually. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's 70 years old. Uh, age. He's 69. Right, he's 69 years old. So he's almost 70. He's one year away from being 70. Uh, so he looks super good for that, for, for 69. Well, I don't know what he does, but keep on doing it. Uh, I think he'd be perfect. To, to, I think it's the, also it's the perfect time to bring him back as Bruce Wayne. We already know he's coming back as Bruce Wayne in The Flash. And he loves 
being Batman. It's something that he's very proud of, which he should be. He's a, one of the best, if not the best Batman of all time. Uh, so the idea of making a Batman Beyond live action show is or, or movie just makes sense. Um, especially with all the HBO Max stuff that's going on, it would work really well on that platform. And then the idea of having Michael Keaton play um, Bruce Wayne in that is also just makes so much sense. So that's why when sources came to me saying it was true, that it was happening, I was like, okay, well, this does kind of um, tie in with a lot of other stuff I've been told. And um, I just think... I just want to see it. And I know a lot of people want to see it as well. Uh, hopefully, like 2023, maybe we'll end up getting to see this thing. We'll just have to wait and see. But let me know what you guys uh, think. Would you like to see a Batman Beyond live action um, film or TV show? Let me know in the comments. Also, what do you think about Michael Keaton coming back to play Batman? Let me know. And with that, I'll say goodbye. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Again, you can follow us everywhere on social media at Small Screen Co. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can, If you could like and subscribe on, uh, on YouTube, that'd be wonderful as well. Uh, comments, leave me your comments. Tell me what you're thinking. Tell me what you want to see, what you like what you don't like uh pop culture wise by the way and uh and also uh, if you want to listen to this as a podcast you can it's uh wherever you get your podcast it's small screen stories if you're listening on apple Podcasts, give us five stars that'd be really wonderful if you could do that you can follow me at uh, ej lauder on twitter uh i tend to just talk about small screen stuff so stuff we're doing on small screen and, and pop culture stuff on there and uh i will see you guys in the next episode which will be coming to you tomorrow thank you very much for watching have a very good night goodbye